Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of the About to Review podcast. I'm your host, as always, that guy named John. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on your podcast platform of choice. It is on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Alexa via TuneIn, anywhere you can find podcasts. You can also stream the episodes directly from the website abouttoreview.com. Follow the podcast on all forms of social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at About to Review. Uh, yeah, new episodes are released every Wednesday. On today's episode, there's going to be a whole bunch of stuff, uh, quite a few movies. There's going to be a review for Man Made, which is a documentary about the uh, Trans FitCon, the first female to male bodybuilding competition that was at the Translations 13th Annual Transgender Film Festival. There is going to be a breakdown of the 50 hour slam, which happened recently in Spokane, Washington. And then uh, some SIF predictions for the Seattle International Film Festival, which has kicked off for the press early, and it kicks off in full swing here in just a little bit. Joining me on today's episode for the first time in a long time. I actually had to look up when the last time was. It was November. It was six months ago. Welcoming back to the show, Dr. Andy. Hey, how's it going? (laughs) Wow, I'm it, sorry, it, it, I, my, my timing is off as well. It's been it's been such a long time. Am I supposed to come in now? Okay, here I am. Yes, hello. Yeah, the last time you were on was when we did the 48-hour horror film project. And yeah. since uh, you're my kind of de facto film festival uh, person who likes to watch all of these crazy short films like I do, I figured for the 50-hour slam... Time to bring you back in. You can really add up your film count just by going to see short films. Pretty much. Uh, I have an Excel spreadsheet where I have been tracking all of the films that I've been watching so far in 2018, uh, including the short films, which I covered at the Vancouver Short Film Festival at 50 Hour Slam. I am currently at 99 movies so far. Actually, wait, no. After today... I'm at 102 movies so far that I have seen in 2018. I, I really don't know if you can count it that way, John. I think you have to go by minutes. I actually minute have it count. broken down that way as well. Oh, okay. I could pull right. it up at the All end right. of the episode. All right. uh, so, yeah. So, that will be on today's episode. Uh, also, make sure to go to youtube.com slash about to review uh, for the about to interview segments. And a new thing that I just realized how to do, uh, people can now leave reviews on the Facebook page which is facebook.com uh, slash about treeview. They couldn't before? I, I no. swear I was leaving lots of comments on that Yeah, page. no. Weird. Apparently, there was a function that I had to click uh, to have people leave reviews. So thank you to the people who have been leaving reviews. There are a few of them up there. So definitely go on Facebook, uh, look for the podcast, and leave a review for there. So that will be on today's episode. Before we get into that, we'll get into the original theme song created by Damien Randall of Ill-Mannered Media. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. All right, so for the past six months that you have not been on the podcast, uh, what you been up to, Dr. Andy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've heard about Biosphere, right? 
Bias? No. Bias. No, I, I was going to... That, that like, joke falls flat if you have never heard of the bias. It's those things where people were, like, locked in these domes. Oh, like, maybe yeah, yeah. like the Amazon dome. I was like, that was what I thought you were talking about. I was like, the balls? The Amazon <laughs> yeah, the balls Amazon that we balls. have? the balls, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think I might have got lost in an Amazon ball. Maybe mm. that's what it was. But, yeah, it's a long time coming, and I'm, but I'm out. I'm out, finally. Congratulations yes. for you. coming out of... The balls. <laughs> the Amazon balls. <laughs> the Amazon balls. Uh, well, yeah, well, it was good to have you uh, back. So, right off the top of the show, uh, the geek news. So, a couple of news items that are in the works. Not in the works. What is funny is anytime I do the geek news, by the time this airs, the news stories are already old. Yeah, it's not news, is it? So, I have you thought call of, it the geek olds. I thought about calling it roughly the news. Because by the time they listen to this, it is like, yeah, that kind of happened. And by the time they hear this, they're like, okay, that already got resolved or this person, this director already left. So the, the sooner you get it over with, the, the, the more relevant it will be, John. Come on. Yeah. So roughly the news segment, uh, Luke Cage, uh, the new trailer dropped for season two. It looks absolutely incredible. Uh, I'm really hoping it does not take a sharp turn in the middle of the season like it did in season one. It was such a great season and it the back half of it just did not work out as well. Uh, but that whole season drops on Netflix June 22nd. There are going to be 13 episodes, which I feel like is five episodes too long with Netflix and Dr. Andy will probably agree. BBC had it right a long time ago. Three episodes in a season. Three tops. Maybe like like the old Doctor Who, they would do like six or eight, but still like this thirteen episode the quality just declines. Yeah, they can't keep it up. They need a vacation after yeah, like five episodes. So I just I I'm a little bit worried about the thirteen episodes, but I'm on board with it. The trailer looks great so far. So that will be Luke Cage season two, uh, Sherlock Holmes number Which one number three. Uh, they recently announced that Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law. Uh are back in the mix. I was hoping it was going to be Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, no. No. Um, But again, three episode seasons in Sherlock Holmes. Uh, So yeah, that is probably happening. So far, Guy Ritchie has not said that he is attached to it. I'm not sure if they can do Sherlock Holmes 3 without Guy Ritchie. It has so many Guy Ritchie-isms and his DNA in it. I feel like at this point, especially for the third movie... That might not work out. What do you think about that? I, I think uh, a new direction. Really? Yeah. Okay. A new direction is necessary. I'm looking forward to a new direction. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So Sherlock Holmes three currently scheduled for 2020. Does it have a different? Doesn't have a different name other than Sherlock Holmes three? Does it? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm sure it does. The third. The third. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh, the next one, Hitman's Bodyguard, one of the surprise hits of last year. Absolutely hilarious with Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson. Currently, a sequel is in development for that. I know Dr. Andy is super excited for that one. I didn't see that one. I know you did not. Whatever. It was hilarious. <laughs> uh, it is in development. We'll see what happens. But a show that you are excited for, Arrested Development. Yes. Season five. I, I hope I am. Well, okay. Yes. Let's say I'm excited. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> it's another one of those ones where... Um, you you want to believe it can be as good as season maybe one, two, or three. I would say, yeah, I definitely would say that. The fourth one, I actually, I think I'm in the same boat as you. I'm not sure if I actually 
finished it. I got through several of them, but it kind of tailed off and it wasn't like, oh, I've got to finish the season. That was actually one of the first shows that I binged watched. That was back when Blockbuster was still around. Rest in peace. And I could get the whole... A rest in peace, maybe. (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, (laughs) That bell is around here somewhere. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, it... I, I binge watched it like over the weekend, getting it for Blockbuster. I think I did that for the first two seasons, and then I was caught up. Uh, and then the fourth season took a long time, yeah, and now yeah. the fifth season. Yeah, so they just launched. launched trust. Yeah, they launched the trailer today as we were recording this, which is why this is roughly the news, because it is already old news. Uh, but yeah, the season comes out May 29th. So it is interesting they just dropped the trailer a couple weeks ahead of time. So we will see. Uh, we'll see if they can kind of capture that magic again, but it Great is cost. Yeah, tremendous cast, but we'll see. So that was it for r- roughly the news section. <laughs> uh, I should come up with I'm trying to think of a theme song for roughly the news. Should I do like the old like Walter Cronkite, like sixties or fifties. That would definitely go with the brand. I should do that. Yeah. Uh, Roughly the yeah. Nobody understands that, do they? So that yeah, that was SOS. You just actually said. I think you said brap. Yeah, uh, in Morse code. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cool. All right. So the first movie on today's episode is actually one that uh, I saw last week at the opening night of Translations, which is the thirteenth annual transgender film festival, uh, which I was definitely honored to cover. It was something that Sam Berliner. Uh, who I met when I did an episode of Cinema Squabble uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, he extended invitation and a press pass to me to go check this out. I had heard about the festival before, but like you have heard before on this podcast, we have in a 52-week year in Seattle, we only have a 52-week year in Seattle. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Other places also have a 52-week year. Mm, I disagree. We probably have... 57 film festivals. Honestly, I would not doubt it. It's insane. It really is crazy. So I had heard about this one before, but I had never had the opportunity to really check it out. So I went to that opening night. The opening night film was called Man Made, directed by T. Cooper. And yeah, it profiled four four people on their journey leading up to TransFitCon, which is, as far as I could tell... The only one of its kind, it is a bodybuilding competition purely for female to male transitioned men. And what was fascinating about that is in this competition of inclusivity and community, as long as you were kind of representing yourself as male and living as male, it did not depend on if you had had top surgery or bottom surgery at all. If you were living as a man and presenting as a man, you could participate in this competition. So it was just, it was fascinating to see the different lifestyles that were profiled in this. There were people who had been in long-term relationships. There were people who were in new relationships. Uh, One of the competitors and one of the people profiled was homeless. Hmm. And so going over that struggle was fascinating. Because he was talking about being homeless and trans, when he would go to a shelter, they would basically give him a sandwich and send him on his way. For safety reasons, they could not put him in the men's side of Mm -hmm. the shelter. 
And for safety reasons also, they could not put him on the women's side. So that was that was the shelter's choice rather than yeah. his choice. Yeah, it was the shelter's choice uh, where in the city where, where he lived at mm-hmm. that time. I have no idea if that is a national thing. I feel like in other major cities, there might be certain places you could go as trans, both female to male, male to female, whatever you are presenting as and living as. At least I would hope that there are those avenues because it was it was brutal. Um, and he had a son uh, that was also kind of the son lived with the grandma, you know, for most of it. And so it was just it was pretty incredible to see that. And similar to when I covered the Seattle Jewish Film Festival, there's something about going to a film festival that is so geared towards a certain community and being around that community and hearing as people are watching it, the size, the jubilation, you know, because there are certain parts of the film when the people next to me, like I could hear them crying. I could hear them laughing because they could see themselves represented. Mm-hmm. And that was just, it was unique. And again, something that we have a benefit of living in Seattle and having a plethora of these film festivals where if you are part of a marginalized community, you can generally find something, find yourself represented on screen that you might not actually see. So that was really cool. Some of the other notes that I took during that, one of the quotes that stuck with me is the various, various parents and grandparents and partners that were involved at various levels of support. Some of them had very supportive parents and were like, this is our son. This is who he is. You know, they just, they just kind of rolled with it. Now they were just talking about the gender issue rather than the fact that they were bodybuilders, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So they accepted that there were other families and other partners that had a harder time with that. And as one of the competitors was choosing to start taking testosterone and choosing to present more as male and further his transition, his long-term partner, this woman started becoming less attracted. And so it was just, it was, it was hard to watch, but it was such a unique slice of life type of documentary and something that you are not going to see generally in the multiplex. So, but the quote mainly that stood out to me was one of the people said, just surviving was an accomplishment. Question. Yes. So this is at a transgender film festival. Mm -hmm. Would you say that this would appeal to a general audience? Would a general audience, let's say, not terribly prejudiced one, would they be able to (laughs) appreciate? I mean, because, yeah. I mean, would they be able to appreciate this as, you know, a general film watching audience? I really do. I think that... Human interest. Yes. Human interest story. It is a very well put together documentary. Uh, I love documentaries. I watch a ton of them every year. And this was a solid documentary, very slice of life, very current because of things that are continuing to go on right now. And hopefully when it makes its festival circuit, T. Cooper, the director, this might land on Amazon Prime or Netflix. It's good enough. I really do think it is good enough and there is the audience for it. 
uh, just seeing the reaction of the people who saw this and then following them on social media and seeing the amount of people being like, I cannot wait for this to come to my town. So yeah, really cool. But yeah, just surviving is an accomplishment. Was it one of the people said, because doing the bodybuilding, you and I both know <laughs> any sort of regiment like that is crazy. The dedication you have to have to it, the meal planning, everything, let alone in a community that has an incredibly high suicide rate, mm -hmm. that is still marginalized in society, that is still struggling for basic human rights. So just surviving was an accomplishment. One of the parents also said, would I rather have this as my son or not have a son at all or not have a child at all? Yeah. So very powerful stuff. There were tears. There were laughter. Uh, just like any good documentary, I feel like should have. So uh, the official rating system for this podcast, if this is your first time listening, there are only three choices. You haven't changed that. I have not. I thought maybe in the last few months that might have changed. But nope. No. no, okay. Uh, since literally day one, since Andy and I first recorded our test <laughs> episodes <laughs> in early 2016, uh, yeah, I came up with this idea and I have stuck with it. So there are no stars. There are no letter grades. The three choices are good, bad, or ugly. Basic breakdown, a good film was something that you would recommend. A bad film was something that you did not necessarily hate, but it was you did not waste your two hours in the theater. Ugly film, you absolutely feel like you wasted the two hours. Uh, you would not recommend it. So that is what it breaks down to. My official rating for Man Made, the documentary, uh, directed by T. Cooper, about the TransFitCon competition in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, it gets a good. It was really good to see, just not only as a documentary film fan, but I think the best thing about documentaries is they tell you the stories that you might not see. So that was really cool. The different viewpoints, especially when you do something like this where you profile multiple people, that can get muddy. And that can get tricky to balance all of those. But you got enough of each of the main characters to really sort of get grasp, get a grasp on them. Yeah, Excellent. absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, so that gets a good. So definitely check out Man Made. The links for that will be in the show notes below. So if it comes to a festival near you, I encourage you to check it out. And hopefully it lands on a streaming platform in the next few months. So rolling right away from a documentary and into a film festival. Ooh, uh, this is the eighth annual 50-hour slam film competition in Spokane, Washington, which is in eastern Washington for all of my non-Washingtonian listeners. Uh, there were criteria, there were locations, and there were inspirations that had to be included in this, just like a lot of film festivals that I cover on this show and that Dr. Andy and I have been a part of in one way or another, in front of the camera, behind the camera, judging... All sorts of things. So the criteria for this year, they had to include the prop, which was a seed. They had to, the theme was growth. So they had to incorporate that at some point. And what was interesting is unlike the 48-hour film project, which we're very familiar with, which has a character and a line of dialogue. What I thought was interesting with the 50-hour slam is there are three art pieces and three different artists local to Spokane that were tasked with creating a piece about growth. When you went up there and registered your team, you randomly drew a number, either one, two, or three, 
correlating to that art piece. And you had to, you were judged on how much you incorporated that art piece into your film. See, this is one of the things that I I saw that mm-hmm. there were those three art uh, artists. Mm-hmm. But I, I didn't actually look at their art to see how they were incorporated. Oops. There was there were a couple of them that very specifically, like they actually used the I mean, real art piece. Yeah, I was going to say a couple. It was very obvious that there was yeah. a connection. There, a, 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 a lot of them, I, I wasn't quite sure what the connection was. If, yeah. I, if I'd seen the art or artist, then I think I would have. Oh, you like, mean you did oh. not watch the... The videos that I sent to you? No, I watched all the videos. I didn't, watch, <laughs> I didn't look at the art. The, the oh, gotcha. The, the, the final piece that they created? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, basically the, the <laughs> theme for each of the different three artists, one artist, uh, she was very in tune with nature. That was kind of the theme she was going with. Another one had to do with memories and the past. And then the last one had to do kind of with yoga and the flow from kind of darkness to light and her uh, video that she did was actually really cool because it showed her process kind of in this time lapse of the painting started out being something completely different. And then she just layered and layered and layered seeing those multiple different pieces as she was working on it was pretty interesting. So those were the criteria, uh, the location, it had to include the new ice ribbon, which is in downtown Spokane. There was no ice in the ice ribbon, though. No, there was not. Uh, because Someone when, explain this. When this was filmed, the ice rink is only open uh, like for a certain period of time. And it was not open <laughs> when they were filming this. Mainly because oh, come on! in Spokane, this is an outdoor ice rink. So that being said, was it cold enough to still have ice there? Yes. Watching these films that they all had to take place or all had to film at the same weekend showed you just how schizophrenic the weather can be in Washington in general. Some of these, there was snow on the ground. Some of these, it was snowing. Some of it was rainy. Some of it was sunny. Yeah. That was pretty interesting in 50 hours. So, yeah, the basic gist of the competition, yeah, you, you go, you have 50 hours to create your film from start to finish. You cannot come in with a pre-written script. You cannot come in with stock footage. You just got to go. I think we may have mentioned several times before that trying to do something like this <laughs> is incredibly hard. Yes. Just in- incredibly hard. It, anybody who does these, whether it is in your local town with a 48-hour film competition or in the 50-hour slam, hats off. Like the fact that you were able to make a thing and turn in something, and this year they had 41 entries. That's impressive. That's impressive. So that is crazy. Yeah. I mean, and just, just, you know, like you say, it's hats off to anybody who actually even thinks about entering this. And, you know, I mean, there's always going to be some variation <laughs> in quality of the movies. But of course. Just, just the fact that you uh, w- were able to produce something that you could actually submit yeah. at the end of 50 hours is an impressive feat, even if it wasn't one of the top movies that we might talk about in a little bit absolutely because 16 films were shown uh on friday may 4th at the big uh thing that they have at the bing crosby theater in downtown spokane so 41 films (laughs) goes down to 16 and they're good that depends on if they turned it in on time if it had all the required elements okay now was was that 16 that that met all the elements or that was uh there were 41 actually made it 
through... For, 41 films were submitted. Submitted, okay. Yeah, 41 okay. films were submitted. Completed films yep. were submitted. So, and then 16 made the cut. So, what we're going to do is go over our... Okay. Top See, three, right? Yeah. Oh, wow. See, actually, top three. Yeah, no, I know. I know the score on this. He says that, yet every time we do something like this, when I say top three, he ends up with 15. So, one thing kind of as an overall thought on this year's selection... This was a very introspective year, whether it had to do with the theme or the prop, unlike years past, which I, when I have covered this or when I've gone to the festival, there were some standout, hilarious comedies this year. Again, just, it was much more introspective in, in my well, opinion. Growth, growth, maybe growth doesn't lend to hilarity. I don't know. Maybe it's a, maybe it's maybe. a serious thing. <laughs> 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 we'll talk about we'll talk about that in a minute. Okay. Yeah, like. Okay, so uh do you want to start with your number three choice? Um absolutely, but before I um oh, pick my number th- have my <laughs> number three choice, maybe I could just mention a couple of um a, a couple of honorable mentions. Uh, I was gonna do my honorable mention at the end. Oh, no, no, you do the honorable mentions beforehand because then, because otherwise you, the, you lose <laughs> the power of the first place was. Oh, and then there are no. a couple of honorable mentions. If you want all to do right, your right. honorable mentions at the end, you just you just go right ahead. Oh, so, you mean I can do that on my show? This yeah, guy. Feel, no, feel free to do that. <laughs> um, so I have a couple of honorable mentions, and okay. I have two categories for that. Uh, of course, the you do. First one would be um, the best use of uh, best use of uh, special effects. Okay, and I would give that to uh, uh, a short called "Alone" by the Trousered Apes Media. Hmm. Okay. Um, it was, uh, I mean, the, the storyline. There wasn't really a storyline to it as such, but mm-hmm. it was. Uh, it was shot very nicely, and um, they clearly had decided to spend uh, a lot of time on the post production, putting in little yes. animations and things like that. So I was quite impressed. There's uh, some good split screen stuff yep, that they did. Yeah, mm-hmm. some fades and some inanimate objects which moved. You know, yep. things like that. So uh, I, I was. Uh, I, Thumbs up to them. Okay. Uh, other honourable mention for I'm going to say the uh, best cinematography mm. uh, was one called Exponential by Counting Coup Media, uh, which involved and I was listening to NPR today, so it's very topical. Um, <laughs> uh, VR, uh, virtual reality. This mm-hmm. guy over uh, I'm going to say overusing some uh, visual rea- yeah. uh, virtual reality goggles. Uh, affecting his uh, relationship and deciding to maybe it was time to get back to the real world. Mm-hmm. Um, or and, and which one was the real world? I, I think we know which one was the real world, the one where he wasn't wearing the VR goggles. That was or the was he? Whoa. <laughs> the only, the only um, I mean, I, and I, you could almost have given it um, best special effects in as well, or I, I could have. Some of, some of the, editing the, mm-hmm. was a little bit jarring and the there was some jarring sounds which like, like yeah oh, there's some static like some static yeah, yeah 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 which is a bit too much so guys from counting coot turn it down just <laughs> just a notch or two maybe not 10 maybe eight yeah, you know eight eight is perfect but uh, definitely uh i thought the cinematography was excellent okay um, in that one so there's nice. my there's my honorable mentions all right my honorable mention which I guess I will talk about now, uh, which was a 
a last minute switch. Like right before we started Ooh. recording, um, what I, was I, the alternative? No, because I'm going to it, it. It my honorable mention and my number two choice flipped. Ah, so okay. Uh, then I had to look to see which one was which. <laughs> uh, oh, my honorable mention: uh, "Who Died and Made You Dead" ah, uh-huh. by Zooey Mamas. Yeah. Uh, this one. <laughs> so there is a clingy girlfriend, which the boyfriend wants to break up with. Does not really know how, so he ends up just running away and getting hit by a car. Oh, how unfortunate. Yeah. And dying. He is revived by said clinging girlfriend. She clings. She, she does. As a pseudo-zombified version. Upon realizing he is a pseudo-zombified version and still with his clinging girlfriend, ends his life. And then is revived again. <laughs> yeah, you can't get away from her. No. Uh, then there's a, a dinner scene where they're on a double date. And of course, the guy had been reanimating his girlfriend. It was just clever. It was it was funny. Uh, good effects in it as well. I like the dialogue. Yeah. Like when he is kind of mumbling and there are some subtitles. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So who died and made you dead? Gets my, my honorable mention. Ah, That's one of, funnily enough, that's one of my... I, I had tied two for third place and and, uh, who died and made you dead was one of my tied for third place uh uh movies nice well then go go right into your uh your your other number three then or you could talk (laughs) about who died and made you dead since you were saying very clever (laughs) (laughs) no 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 i mean you you said pretty much uh everything about it that i was going to mention it was it was very clever and it was novel use of i'm gonna call them zombies because that's essentially Mm -hmm. what they were they were the undead yeah um and i thought something yeah the acting was was really very good Mm-hmm. this and um yes okay so then i can go i don't need to talk about that as my nope. tied for third i can go into my other tied for third which was update in progress mm. or progress i think as you say over here um <laughs> whatever way is the right way progress. is the way that we say it oh update in progress um, progress <laughs> by by noir bizarre um which i kind of like when i wrote my notes i called a dystopian noir murder thing <laughs> it was novel i thought it was quite novel only one of us on this podcast is a movie critic <laughs> dystopian <laughs> novel thing in the book um it, the, the cinematography i thought was was very good mm-hmm. um uh clever the only thing that, that sort of like I, I i wasn't too sure about with this one was that there, there was some repetition in it which i wasn't entirely sure was intentional um, mm. Or not because there there was a repetition of like the vignettes, yeah, of the mm-hmm. of the the murder with like the, it was the same person being murdered like twice, I think. I think three times. Three but, times, yeah. Uh, but then they moved on to someone else, but and then they didn't do any repeats. So I was thinking, mm-hmm. I don't know if that really makes sense, but maybe in this dystopian world, mm-hmm. things don't make sense. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Nice. Uh, my number three choice was fruit therapy. Uh, by I Know Kung Fu, by that team. Uh, this was very reminiscent of a 48-hour film project, <laughs> a short film. That's true. That I we didn't saw. Even think about that. Yeah, yeah. that we saw last year uh, from Mighty Tripod Studios here in Seattle. Uh, so this one, Fruit Therapy, is this anger management uh, group therapy setting with three people and a therapist. Uh, really funny. Uh, this one had... It was really nice vignettes. Like we talked about some of the editing, like this one, all of the people and it would go to them and they would talk about kind of why they were there and they would go into a little vignette. Mm -hmm. 
those were all well done. And so it was just nice to have in a five minute film, you know, distinct storylines. Uh, yeah. Is a zucchini a fruit or vegetable? I tend to think of it as a vegetable, but I think it is a gourd though, but technically gourds have seeds on the inside. So would that be a fruit? Well, <laughs> there's only one fruit which has seeds on the outside. Strawberry. Yeah. So is that a fruit? Whoa. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, they, they basically have a talking fruit that they have to pass around. It's not you... a fruit that actually talks, John. No, you could... it, it is not the movie from last year that was up for best Oscar. My life is a zucchini. Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that one was funny. It was clever. Uh, and yeah, it was just, it was balanced, which in a five minute film with multiple storylines, you can call them. It's tough to do. So that was my, my number three choice. Number three. Yeah. I should do my number two choice. You should. <laughs> do you have a tie um, for this one also? This was, no, no. Hmm. Oh, it, it could have been. Oh, I wanted to mention that one. I won't. Um, you can still mention it. <laughs> no, no. Um, and I, yeah, I wasn't quite sure which one I was going to put at number one and number two. Okay. So th- this is kind of a toss up. So let's call number two, um, All That Can Grow by Amigos, Amigos, Amigos. Really? Yes. Interesting. Uh, and I like this one. Uh, this is a woman um, who is in, let's call it a bad relationship, <laughs> and she finds solace in, well, I guess we don't see her in the arms of the seed boy. Miles, the seed boy. <laughs> Miles, the seed boy. <laughs> but I'm, I'm suspecting that some solace was provided. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I she guess. spent the night, I think. So. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, she was pregnant at the end of it all so yeah in like something a, happened a day uh, or something uh, yeah well I, the timeline is in neither here nor there right um but uh yeah i thought it was it was uh clever it was funny mm-hmm. and it was well acted the only thing um that was problematic and and guys you had 50 hours so <laughs> i don't blame you for this was that sort of there was um this is one of the movies and there was quite a few of these which had this problem um sound sound the final frontier i know you're going to leave it till last because maybe it isn't as important as making sure you've got a camera focused and (laughs) and sort of you've got a script and you have some actors and things like that and uh you know obviously the editing is is less you know is is really jarring if you don't have it in right in your movie Mm -hmm. um the dubbing was was quite off yeah um you know they had to, the sound outside where they were shooting was presumably really terrible so they had to do some studio overdubbing yeah there's a there's huge greenhouse scene yeah tough to shoot in <laughs> yeah oh let's let's do this in post-production so they did and sort of lips were moving and sound wasn't coming out of them and things like that so mm-hmm. that that was a bit of a like, oh if only <laughs> um but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, given given the time constraints, that's a, a small criticism mm-hmm. for something that I thought was very well acted. Nice. Uh, and when you say well acted, to me, this one was well overacted. They, well, they yeah, did, they did well in this. It like, a, it was a very soap opera. Yeah, <laughs> um, absolutely. Type of thing. I, mean, I think that was intentional. I don't think yeah. they oh, were for trying sure. to be naturalistic in this one yeah it's a seed boy for crying out loud come on <laughs> yeah so I, I did i did like the soap opera aspect it even like for some of the interior shots like in the kitchen there's almost kind of like a soft glow mm-hmm. around it that reminded me of a soap opera and yeah they were overacting on purpose and it, and it fit the tone 
So, yeah. all right, good choice. Uh, my number two choice, this is the one that I switched around at the last minute before uh-huh. we were recording when I bumped Who Died and Made You Dead to my honorable mention. Mm-hmm. I bumped up Budding Love. Oh. Budding Love by Lightning, was it Shock? Shock. Lightning Shock. Yeah. Talk about editing and clever things. This is a black and white silent film a la Buster Keaton. Mm-hmm. You know, Charlie Chaplin yeah. had the piano score really well done. Yes. Like this was one that they were going back and forth, just like you would see in an old black and white film. There was this per- object of desire, not object, woman of desire. Object. <laughs> well, this was, you know, f- styled after the 1920s. So we can call it object. Yeah. Right? Object of desire. You know, the these two men see this pretty woman in her kitchen window and they both try and woo her uh, by bringing her this flower and of course they the keep bell rose the bell rose and they juggle it back and forth really well done so and it was consistent the whole way there was not like a, a weird anachronism break or anything well that's <laughs> <laughs> their anachronism yes there was cars there was well, okay. modern cars driving around yes but i meant like there was not a shot in color <laughs> or you know some audio did not slip out or anything so it was just it was really well done i really yes. enjoyed this one yeah yeah, so Budding Love was going to be my honorable mention, but the more I thought about it, the more I was writing down my notes, mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. I got to bump this one up to number yeah, two. That's probably probably a good choice on your part, because that was my number one. Nice. That was my number one. Okay. Um, and one thing that you didn't kind of mention was that the the, the actors, the, the two main characters mm-hmm. in this, they so easily, you could so easily have taken them from... Uh, you know, a film in the 1920s, as yeah. you say, a Buster Keaton movie. The 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 let's call him the the bad guy looked <laughs> really like um, somebody from a, some Charlie Chaplin movies. Mm-hmm. All he needed was, I mean, one thing that they were missing was a bit of makeup, sort of like overdone. Yeah, oh yeah, like pan, pancake makeup. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and, and sort of like eyeliner and stuff like that. So if they and a tweedly mustache. <laughs> <laughs> must yeah 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 but no i mean uh very well acted very well done um yeah i i, I thought it was really f- funny and sweet mm-hmm. uh and not having any dialogue meant that they didn't have to worry about syncing the sound mm-hmm. or overdubbing really or clever like that is a smart move yeah folks do that <laughs> <laughs> okay so this is this is <laughs> so go with the silent film folks <laughs> yeah just add a, a piano get find always have a p- pianist on, on your team and just have them on a, like a, an old stand-up piano s- vaguely in tune mm-hmm. to do the background yeah exactly or do you uh, know where they could go pond5.com <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a throwback to uh, inside joke yeah the earlier episodes that we recorded <laughs> in 2016 um but yeah so finding finding the archival music like that the tone fit the editing the cinematography like it was just yes good yeah. job lightning shock yes uh what about you number one my number one choice uh is also a familiar one that was in your top three mm. update in progress hmm yeah this one this was close though between because like when I the more I thought about budding in love or budding love, I was like, should that do number one? Like it was, it was really solid. But I think update, it should. <laughs> I obviously <laughs> think that. But update in progress. I think the reason that I liked it is because it was very Black Mirror esque. 
Mm-hmm. It had that dystopian feel. It had that vibe. Uh, the editing towards the end, it was clever. I do agree with you, though, that when we were seeing different people kind of being woken up by the same thing, were we supposed to see different avenues? Because mm-hmm. they did reuse that same right. kind of death right. three times. But the makeup was cool. Yes. Of the... Whatever that uh, was. <laughs> of the... <laughs> programmer controller sure uh like that was just it was really yeah that was very interesting and unique i'm assuming Um, that that was um the influence of the theme thematic artist right yes yeah that one i think i wrote down which uh which number they were influenced by because that that was that seemed to me the 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 most obvious use of the artistic theme yeah that one uh that was the artist uh ronaldo Gil Zambrano. Hmm. So, and that had to do with memories and home. And so this yeah. one, this repeating cycle, mm-hmm. you know, definitely fit that. The tone was cool. Uh, this is one that I, I would like to see developed a little bit more, you know, maybe into a 15 minute short, you know, or something. I think there were some different areas they could have gone into, but <laughs> you had 50 hours, <laughs> you made a film, the film made sense. Really good editing, great makeup, good effects. So, yeah, update in progress was my number one. Excellent. So, do we do honorable mentions now? Okay, (laughs) we do. Okay. So, just one quick honorable mention Mm -hmm. for Soft Reflections. Um, Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. By Tyquin Dershawn and Lowe. Yeah, that would be Tyquin Dershawn and Lowe. and Lowe. Yeah, again, one of those ones where I thought the acting was was, uh, pretty, really decent. Mm -hmm. It wasn't quite, I wasn't quite sure if they were trying to do something serious or something Yeah, that that was what kind of took me out of this one a little bit because it was really serious. Like when it was serious, when the older brother, or I think the older brother, the more serious one. Yeah. The one with the ashes. Uh, when he was upset, it was pretty intense. Like it was, mm-hmm. it was definitely there, but then, you know, they get into this fight scene and then, yeah, I really love the fight scene, but it, yeah. it, again, it was kind of like if five minutes in a five minute uh, movie, folks, it's really difficult to swing between comedy and drama in the yeah. way that you can do in a, in a two hour movie. Mm hmm. Because it's so wildly swinging from one to the other, um, and it, it's. Uh, but I thought the acting was excellent in that. Um, again, this was uh, the, one of the first ones I saw, mm-hmm. and um, the, the dubbing was so off. This was rough. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, the, I think they did all. All the dialogue was was redone was ADR, in the studio, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and, and so it it just was not synced. Almost at all. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, and maybe one other quick um, uh, honourable mention. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this was, if I mean, there was certainly lots of kids involved in this in somehow. Oh, um, right. But a quick, quick mention for Looney Balloonie because I, I thought mm-hmm. that was possibly the most fun uh, use of the seed in a theme in which they mm-hmm. uh, sort of like plant uh, this. This kid plants some seeds. Looney Balloonie seeds and, and grows balloons. balloons. Which yeah. then fly off. And this one, <laughs> the overdubbing at least made sense yeah. in this one because... There was no actual dialogue actually spoken, was there? Wasn't it all Ooh. just for kind of like narration? Over, yeah, 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 actually, yeah. Which makes but it a lot easier. Makes it easier. The balloons, I mean, obviously, like, <laughs> they 
they overdubbed those. Like, <laughs> yes. You know, and, and it was the blues weren't speaking. I know, right? Uh, and it was also sweet at the end. Yeah. You know, exactly, th- yeah. they meet up and it was, it was cute. I, I like to think that, that lots of kids were involved in that. I think, that, yeah, that, that was the youngest team, I think, that had ever competed okay. for the 50-hour slam. All right, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if it was made by a bunch of, like, serious adults in their <laughs> 40s and stuff, I'd maybe not have given it a If it was mention. North by Northwest production, yeah, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but I mean, yeah, good for those kids. Uh, yeah, it was, it was something where they did it, they made it. So good for you guys yep. uh, for being the youngest team. So overall thoughts on the 50 hour slam for 2018. Like I said, very introspective. Uh, there are not as many standout comedies like there was last year. The cow one from last year still is amazing. Uh, super funny. So there was not one like that where it was like laugh out loud, like amazing in that level, but really solid. So, yeah. Okay. To repeat from probably every short film festival that I've seen and maybe that you've seen, Mm -hmm. comedy wins. Yeah. Comedy, good comedy always wins Mm -hmm. over good drama. Medium comedy still wins over good drama most of the (laughs) time. (laughs) (laughs) Certainly. I mean, my my top one, uh, Budding Love Comedy, um, and I'm to all that can grow comedy mm-hmm. uh, of my two um, uh, tied for thirds. One was a comedy. So that's mm-hmm. three of the top three and a half are comedies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, same with like my number one was a drama, uh, but number two, comedy. Number three, comedy. Honorable mention, comedy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it is something that, you know, we have talked about before, but comedy wins out. I wonder if the judges and the audience also like comedy. Uh, Well, the judge's choice uh, winner of 2018 50 hour slam was fruit therapy uh, by team. I know, I know Kung Fu. It was a comedy. Yeah. Uh, The audience choice was budding love. No, a comedy comedy. Uh, Best actress, Nancy Gasper fruit therapy (laughs) in a comedy, but the best actor, Devin McDonald from soft reflections, which you really enjoyed. So I'm yeah, I'm not sure if that's a, that could be a comedy, but maybe not. Uh, yeah, again, it was it was that one was tough sell. But best cinematography was update in progress. I agree with that one. The color palette and that one was unique and different. So yeah. So what do you think about uh, what would you say to budding filmmakers for the 2019 50 Hour Slam who are listening to this? What would your piece of advice? You already gave them a little bit. <laughs> But reiterate your uh, your advice. Yeah, no, I mean, I can only reiterate that, that comedy, mm-hmm. you can't go wrong with comedy because that will always give you an extra three points out of ten, uh, you know, even if it's not a fantastic comedy as opposed to mm-hmm. uh, a, a, a drama. Um, so go with comedy. Um, and go with the silent film. <laughs> go, go with a silent film. Definitely get your cinematography in and always, always, always save sufficient time to do your editing, Mm -hmm. um, both video and sound. Definitely do the video first, but do, do spend a bit of time on the sound Mm -hmm. because it it is very jarring and noticeable when you don't do that. More so, I mean, sort of people will forgive, uh, you know, shaky acting and, and slightly shaky dialogue if they don't 
if, if if things don't like suddenly jump from one thing to the other or the sound isn't like mm-hmm. like that what is like when at the 48 hour film project at the horror one that we covered uh, a few months ago there were some pickup shots in some of the films that were definitely done on an iphone <laughs> versus a video <laughs> camera we get it like th- those as jarring as it was because not only was it an iphone it was also vertical and not horizontal <laughs> <laughs> but we at least get that like okay that was a pickup shot like they forgot something yeah. cool the overdubbing yeah is one that is is so glaring that it it is hard to kind of move past a little bit but, but yeah so definitely solid good job all of the teams for the 50 hour slam in spokane washington that was done at the bing crosby theater uh the ice ribbon yeah it was cool to see that i still kind of wish that they had the pavilion which was a huge ice skating rink. Yeah, but it is really Next old. Year. Maybe. It is still they like they built it for the World's Fair and it is one of the only things before they tear it down. I hope they do not. They need to tear <laughs> down that IMAX though that has been there also since the World's Fair. Mm. Uh but yeah, uh they also had to feature or not had to. If you featured the runners, the Bloomsday runner statues that are featured in downtown Spokane, they had to credit that. That was really cool. We actually have a set of those same runners here in Seattle uh, on 15th. So we do. Yeah. Uh, it is on one of the running paths on 15th, which 15th, 15th Avenue, Elliot, or what? Oh. Yeah. When 15th becomes Elliot uh, by like big fish games and all that stuff. Yeah. You've passed by it a million times. A million times. I've never seen yeah, it. Yeah. There's a set of four runners there. All right. I'll have to look. So shout out to that artist. So cool. There we go. That was the 50 hour slam. Uh, now just a couple thoughts of the massive Seattle International Film Festival. It's a monster. The largest film festival in North America. This year, there are 433 films. It's insane. Over six weeks. It is madness. This thing always sneaks up on me. Every year, we had our press launch. Uh, Last week, they showed us a bunch of trailers. They gave us all of the information. They started the press screenings the next day. They go on for the next six weeks. It is madness. Just today, on the day of recording, I was in the theater twice, (laughs) which I'm going to be for a few days over the next few weeks. Uh, The two movies that I saw today, I technically cannot fully review Come on, tell Be- us something. Because of embargoes <laughs> until they get released. But the Give two, us two mo- or three words, John. Come the, on. The two movies I saw was the documentary uh, "Won't You Be My Neighbor" about Mister Rogers, directed by uh, Morgan Neville, uh, which actually is going to be on the show. I'm going to be uh, interviewing, so that will be in a couple weeks when they are in town. So I saw "Won't You Be My Neighbor." Uh, so this when this dropped at Sundance. The buzz in the industry is basically saying the doc- best documentary Oscar is already locked up. Like, this is solid. Uh, I cannot give it my official good, bad, or ugly yet because I have to wait until it gets released in June <laughs> to do that. Uh, the other movie that I saw today uh, was Blind Spotting. This one does not come out until July. <laughs> so. I cannot officially That's review. Right. Everybody will have forgotten that you've mentioned it by the time. No, uh, because I'm interviewing the director of that oh, as well. Okay. Uh, yeah. So he is going to be in town soon. 
Yeah, it is, it is a monster. But yeah, when you were going through the brochure, uh, the pamphlet, the massive pamphlet, what are some ones that stuck out to you that you are looking forward to for this year's Seattle International Film Festival? Oh, come on. That's not fair. <laughs> it's No, it's insane. I'm sorry. I'm it not, is. I'm not going to make any mentions about anything just because it's just I, I haven't had the opportunity to really look at enough things. It's insane. No, I mean, yeah. 400 plus is, is crazy. It is pretty crazy. Talk, and talk I to think, me about the uh, on, on the day of the start of the, the festival itself. And when is it? You have the brochure right there. Uh, oh, May 17th. May 17th. So May 17th is when it officially kicks off. The All the press- through June the 10th. Yes, through June 10th huge huge festival i will be covering it (laughs) for the next few weeks so definitely follow uh the podcast on social media where i will be doing some capsule reviews because i am allowed to do those i just cannot give a full review it gets real weird with embargoes especially when some of these films are making their world premiere and unless they have a u.s distributor we cannot fully talk about them it gets pretty tricky uh but another film festival that is coming up in the fall that Dr. Andy has been involved with mm. since the beginning. Yep, pretty much. Yeah. yeah um, so right now, this is a social justice film festival, the Seattle Social Justice Film Festival. Say that quickly. Seattle Social Justice Film Festival. Excellent. Excellent. Yes. So um, that's going to be held in, this is, I think, the, gosh, is this a fifth consecutive year? I get, I lose sounds, track. Sounds about right. Like yeah, yeah. Right now, we are going through the submission phase and I have started doing some of the programmatic um, stuff looking at some of the movies. I I only get to see a handful of these in comparison to all of the submissions. I can only right. imagine what it's like being one of the programmers at the <laughs> Seattle International Films Festival Sheesh. because they, I don't know how many submissions we, they get, but... Oh uh, my gosh. Well, considering they narrow it down to 433 and they they cut a few don't they I, they just a few and i think there are one. there are 13 programmers something like that i have the programmers picks guide which i definitely recommend people pick up yeah so pick up the regular sif guide if you are a local listener also pick up if you can find it i think you can find it at the sif film office or at the egyptian or one of the sif theaters try and find the programmers picks yeah with a festival this size you need somebody <laughs> to guide you in a direction. Yeah, and the, and the guide itself is not terribly helpful. But I mean, yeah, for, so for the Social Justice Film Festival, mm-hmm. I mean, sort of they have, again, they have um, maybe 200 submissions Sheesh. for things. So there's a ton to get through. Mm-hmm. And um, you guys did a, is it two or three days? Um, it's going to be this, the coming up is going to be two weekends, essentially. Two so weekends. Like, uh, okay. like Thursday through Sunday, the first week, and then sort of like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I think for the second week. Nice. Um, just, you know, I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense to focus on weekends rather than weekdays. For um, sure. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be fun, it, um, but that's going to be my focus on looking at small things is I have to review a ton of, uh, <laughs> films to see, uh, what is going to be accepted for that film festival. So thank you for everyone for who has submitted to that because uh yeah i've already caught some um really good stuff really good stuff nice. it's, it's really varied it's always a varied program from mm-hmm. um you know worker issues to environment to animal rights to prison issues it's 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 everything and uh, you know it it's it's sometimes hard to see some of these things or to think it's about very... them, but they it's incredibly necessary mm-hmm. so. i mean again just like we were talking about with translations and the Transgender Film Festival, watching some of these stories is hard because you are watching people struggle. You are watching people go through systems of oppression. You are watching people being persecuted in various ways. But those stories need to get told. So, and I think, and I think what is important is that 
people shouldn't be, you know, the viewing audience shouldn't pigeonhole just because it's, you know, for instance, it's a transgender film festival. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be transgender to go to this film festival. Absolutely. You can learn an awful lot. You yes. can see the humanity <laughs> if you have any doubts about anything. And the same with the Social Justice Film mm-hmm. Festival. You know, you may not be immediately interested in all the different subject matter that may come up, but you can really learn something. Yeah, absolutely. So, and at all of these different film festivals, talk to the people. Almost always, at the end of these, there's either a Q&A, mm-hmm. or the filmmakers are there, or the programmer is there. Talk to somebody. I mean, they put so much time and mm-hmm. energy, often money, yeah. and love and heart into these products. So, if you even half like it, yeah, talk to Let them. Let them know. Because they would mm-hmm. so appreciate it. And, you know, uh, documentary filmmakers don't get a lot of love in general. And they sure Very as hell true. don't get a lot of money for the most <laughs> no. part. So- and these take, like, he was uh, T. Cooper. He was saying, like, this film, it takes, it took three years. Like, mm-hmm. this is a document. Like, this is not something, a Hollywood movie where you shoot for three months. It goes in a post for another two months, depending on how many visual effects, blah, blah. Boom. You got it. Documentary filmmaking is such a beast and a very thankless kind of area of film sometimes. So if you can talk to them afterwards and Mm -hmm. they know that what they've done was worthwhile. And if you don't talk to them, I don't know if they do. So talk to them. Absolutely. So, yeah, I will put a link for the Social Justice Film Festival in the description uh, below. So definitely click that and look forward to that in October. Uh, The other movies that I'm seeing this week, which is madness... Uh, that I will be able to review uh, on next week's episode. I'm seeing Life of the Party, the new Melissa McCarthy movie where she goes back to college. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Uh, (laughs) I'm seeing Breaking In with Gabrielle Union, which looks awesome and ridiculous. Basically, think about this, Andy. In a world where... You need a much deeper burglar. <laughs> well, my throat still hurts. I'm, I'm still sorry. I'm still getting yeah. better. Carry, carry on. Uh, in a world where burglars come into your house, imagine they're in the house and you are outside and you have to break into your house. Breaking in, starring Gabrielle <laughs> Union. <laughs> yeah, it looks it looks ridiculous, but I am totally on board for it. Uh, and then, actually, I'm I'm embargoed from saying when I'm seeing this movie. Uh, technically, but Can I say no, okay. no, uh, but on next week's episode, there will be a review for Deadpool two, uh, which I am excited for as well. Again, that was kind of lightning in a bottle with the first movie. It made a ton of money on a low budget, took everybody out by surprise. Whenever you do a sequel to something like that, it can get real dicey it's about the money. So, but X-Force is going to be in it. Shatterstar is in it from the X-Men comics. He has a stupid ponytail just like he did in the comics. Uh, I'm on board for it. Yeah, so that will be on next week's episode. And also next week uh, on Friday on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash about to review, there will be an interview I did with Oscar winner Sebastian Le Leo for his new movie, Disobedience. He won the Oscar for Fantastic Woman uh, this year. Excellent. So he was in town last week, interviewed him, met him. It is a short interview, uh, but that will be dropping on the YouTube channel and on the podcast feed next Friday. So that about uh, wraps it up for this episode. Thank you for being back in the studio after oh, after six months. Great to be back. And I'm pretty sure you're going to be back during SIF because, yeah, you and, you and I tend to tackle SIF 
you can't watch all the movies by yourself, can you, John? <laughs> no, <laughs> not even. Like, and they even sent me very graciously, which is amazing. The SIF press office does a great job every year. They sent me a spreadsheet of the films that are available digitally. <laughs> so I'm like, great. Not only do I need to be in the theater five nights out of the week, when I'm at home, I have access to hundreds of these movies. So I still need to go through and pick which ones I am going to see. It is it is brutal every year. But one of the big ones that I'm going to be watching probably this weekend is Revenge. It looks incredible. So it is a horror female-led uh, story. Looks great. So there we go. So on this episode of About to Review, we talked about the geek news and some movie uh, movies coming out, some sequels, some TV shows. Reviewed the documentary Man Made, which is part of Translations, the 13th Annual Transgender Film Festival. I gave it a good. Highly recommend you go see this documentary and also check out the programming if you are local for the Transgender Film Festival, which will be in the description below. We talked about the 50-hour slam that happened in Spokane, Washington, and broke down our favorites. Of the 16 that were shown, I'm pretty sure we talked about almost all of them in one way or another. So congratulations. And to the people that we did not mention, you did a great job. You made your film in 50 hours. Solid. Keep at it. Keep making film. Keep creating and putting it out there. Big proponent of that. Uh, And yeah, and then check out SIF. I will put it in the description below. So for this episode of the About to Review podcast, I have been joined by Dr. Andy. And I have been your host, that guy named John. We will see you next time. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat.